Hey there, and welcome back to e-commerce marketing school. I'm Tony, your host, and today we've got some serious SMS and email sales strategies for you. Coming on the show is Nikita Vakrushev, CEO of Aspect Marketing Agency, and he'll tell you how his client went from $500 to $6,000 in monthly email revenue by changing one thing, as well as quick strategies he sees working for his clients right now. So get ready to take some notes and let's dive in. You're listening to e-commerce marketing school presented by Privy. Hey, Nikita, welcome to the show. Hey, Tony. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. As a fellow listener, I feel humbled to be invited onto the podcast. That's right. You uh, listen to the podcast and now you're on it. And it's, I mean, we love, we love doing that, right? Like having you on, you're a listener, but what you have today for us is really, really, really valuable. So anybody out there, if you have something crazy to share, <laughs> please hit us up. But Nikita specifically, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure having you on. So I guess first, just so everyone can get to know you a little bit, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Aspect? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I founded Aspect about two years ago, but this is not my first marketing venture. I actually started entrepreneurship back in, back five years ago when I started my first agency, focusing on SEO, web development, et cetera. And then when we rebirthed or reconstructed that agency, we focused solely on e-commerce advertising, e-commerce CRO, email, et cetera. And that's when Aspect was born. About a year into it, I realized doing everything is not the way to do it. And we've had some <laughs> hardships Yeah. and eventually switched only going into email and SMS purely because we were getting way better results for our clients on the email and SMS side versus email, Facebook, everything else. So about a year ago, we switched and have been have not looked back since. And we've been killing it and crushing it for all of our email and SMS clients. Yeah, you're telling all of your clients to niche down. Meanwhile, you're do trying to do everything and you're like, oh, shoot, we should follow our own advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so tell us about that a little bit. So you help your clients optimize SMS and email capture. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do for your clients and kind of kind of lift the curtain a little bit. What are you seeing working right now? Yeah, of course. Uh, email and SMS capture is one of the things that we do. We obviously provide the designs, the copy, et cetera, everything that has to do with email and SMS. But when it comes down to email and SMS flow cap or email and SMS capture, it's very important to be intentional with what you're doing. So for example, we had a client come on in October. They had, I'd say about like $500 in overall email and SMS revenue. They have a list of 10,000 people. Obviously wow. something's wrong here. Yeah, yeah, totally. And their pop-up conversion rate was about 1%. So we're like, okay, okay, this is a major problem. This thing we can get turned around very easily. So what we ended up doing was, well, I'll go through everything with you here in detail. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. After we changed the pop-up for the website and the offer that was on the pop-up, we were able to see a lift in, I don't know the percentage wise here, but we went from like $500 a month in Klaviyo revenue all the way up to 6K the next month, just purely wow. by changing the opt-in rate. Not even messing with the emails at all, just, nope. just the opt-in rate. Wow. Okay. Yeah, their opt-in rate went Jeez. from 1% to 10%. Holy cow. And this is just like a welcome pop-up, like a the one that appears when you scroll mm -hmm. or you wait a couple seconds. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I didn't even believe it at first, but I uh, <laughs> I do have the data to prove it. Awesome. And we, we were able to just, obviously we had a really great working relationship from the get-go. And obviously we updated all their flows and everything to be more concise because that's what they also hired us for. But right. when it came down to the pop-up, they had a very inconsistent offer. So the pop-up offer was completely different than the first initial welcome email that they got. 
So we made sure to have a very consistent offer. So that's probably tip number one. Make sure everything lines up from a person entering their email to actually getting the email and having that exact same offer on there. So the pop-up, the website, the email, they all have the same kind of messaging or they're pointing towards the same main offer. There's not like three different things they're trying to show. Okay, very cool. Yeah, in the old pop-up, they were trying to give away a free gift with the email, uh, with a purchase. But here we went straight to a discount a specific yeah. offer, and that okay. lined up with the email. Next Very up, cool. what we did was we actually improved the styling of the pop-up. So I can't visually show you right now, but the pop-up yeah. had the brand colors, but it didn't have any of the brand font or it didn't have any of the brand looks. So the pop-up looked a oh. little bit off. It had like, what would you call them? Like the dashes all around the pop-up, like of the square. <laughs> it just looked completely <laughs> off brand. Like it was like, so we like had- a cutout or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so we... We made sure that the pop-up was on brand with not only the emails, but also the website. That's another thing. It goes back to consistency. You want to make sure that everything from end to end is consistent. Your offer as well as the look of your pop-up because, you know, customers get confused and they might be thinking that the pop-up's not from the right website or maybe, you know, you never know. But you want to minimize the questioning of the pop-up as much as possible. Totally. You want to make it like as, as seamless as an experience as possible, as effortless for them, right? Exactly, exactly. The next thing what we did was the original pop up, like before we came in and changed it, it had like, give us your name, give us your email, give us your phone number. And then it asked another question of like, hey, what do you prefer? Or like, how is your I forgot what the question was even about? Like, what's your favorite color or something like that? Some random, right? Yeah, exactly. And we can like just shrunk that down to just what's your email? And what's your phone number? Because that's honestly the most important information. And we didn't want to gatekeep right. more people from coming into the pop-up than we were before. So we just reduced the information that you needed to input. So that was another thing that contributed to the high conversion rate. The okay. other thing was we split up the pop-up. So instead of having all that information on one page, we made sure that first step, we get their email because that's the most important thing. So that way we can actually right. send them out that offer. Then it was get their SMS. And then it was a thank you step at the end. So with those three steps, that's interesting that you say that you obviously lose motivation, right? As a consumer to put your information into each step. So is there like a new mini offer or an extension of the offer on each page? Like, hey, you've just got 10% discount by giving us your email, you know, have an additional 5% off your next order by giving us SMS or be a VIP or is there what's like the, is there anything enticing them more or did it work to just split it up? It honestly just worked to split it up. And I'll get into the verbiage that we used here in a second. So yeah, yeah. we use different verbiage on our pop-ups instead of providing the actual details of the offer. So like I mentioned, the before one, it was a free gift. On the yeah. new one, we actually kept it a mystery. So that enticed more and more people to, you know, what is the offer or what do I get? And we word it something along the lines of get a surprise offer when you put in your email or uh, get your unique offer. You know, it's one of those mystery words where people, there is an offer at the end of the tunnel, but they don't know exactly what it is. And that entices people to, you know, put in their email, they go to the next step. And on the SMS side of things, it's like, join our, we text to join our community of, you know, so-and-so number of people that are also on our our SMS list. And that entices them to go to the, you know, put in their phone number and then they go to the thank you step. Got it. Cool. Yeah. And I, I think that, as somebody listening, I might be thinking, well, you know, is that really effective? Because you're just, 
you know, you're like tricking them into, you're like enticing them into giving you your info, but you can't argue with raising from $500 to $6,000 like that. That clearly worked. It was not a trick. That's very yeah. cool. And I can, again, I can see that from a listener's perspective that it might not seem to be like the most ethical thing. I would get that if you, you know, submit your email, submit your SMS and you don't get anything at the end, you know, that's completely scammy. Yeah. But no, I definitely wasn't accusing you of being uh, unethical, by the way. I was saying like, it sounds like, oh, well, are they going to feel tricked? But absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I just love to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. But okay, good. Yeah. At the end of the pop up, the last step, which is, you know, here's the discount code. One other thing that we optimize to increase people's, I guess, or the conversion rate that people, how would I put this, that increases the conversion rate from people inputting their info on the pop-up was we had a shop now button instead of like, hey, here's the discount code, use it. And we had a shop now button below. For the most part, you don't need a shop now button at the end because you know you have the coupon code. But what that shop now button did was once it clicked, or once a person clicked on the shop now button, the discount code is now automatically attached to the URL of the website. So you don't, oh, yeah. you don't have to manually go back and forth to the email to find the discount code or, you know, find out, find the discount code that they wrote down after getting to the thank you step. So just with Shopify, it's a lot easier to do that. Wow. That is incredible. I can't believe that it just doing those things and no offense, but just that little made such a big difference in, in their business. That's crazy. But that's not, I mean, that's not all you guys do, right? So obviously that stuff worked for that company you have a lot of other clients. So what else do you see working? Like what else do you guys do for not necessarily just pop-ups, but SMS and email kind of fulfillment in general? What are you seeing working right now? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that one case study was just, it was the tip of the iceberg. We were able to consistently kill it for that client. And now they're doing about 20K a month in revenue consistently from just email and SMS. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's awesome. Congrats. Thanks. That's the awesome part about email and SMS. When you have that data that you own, you're more able to capitalize off of it because of the specific offers that you run or the way that you treat your audience. You know, if you treat your audience well, they're more likely to reciprocate by buying your product. Now, when it comes down to the actual tactics that we use internally, there's so much, it honestly wouldn't even fit on a three hour long podcast, but (laughs) I'm going to try and summarize the, I guess like the top five or the top 10 that we use internally that your audience can just go ahead and take home and run with it. So first off is... Writing an email is, or coming up with an idea for an email is probably the hardest thing. You're going to get into writer's block and you're going to feel lazy and, you know, it's like, okay, I don't want to write this. And then you're putting it off to the next week. So I have a few tips on that, that I can go ahead and share that we use to just, you know, come up with ideas right away. And yeah, go for it. To hit you hard with it is using testimonials. So everyone's heard of testimonial emails, but this is different. This is using testimonials to see exactly what someone's dream desires are or their pain points are because customers are very transparent, especially when they review your own product. They will tell you like, hey, I bought this product because I, you know, I wasn't sleeping right and I needed a better sleeping medication or a sleeping supplement. And this has helped me. So you can highlight that. A good example of that was with one of our clients, they have a a red light therapy device. And for them, the testimonial was like, this is the best 10 minutes of my morning workout or of my morning routine. So we centered an email around that saying like, here's the next or find the, what was it like, find the best 10 minutes of your morning routine with this brand. Right. And then we just highlighted all the benefits of utilizing the product as well as including that same exact testimonial in that email. That's like a snowball effect, right? Because the more 
if you can get selling, obviously that's the hard part, initially getting selling, but then you may not know your customer avatar fully, but then once you get into it and you start hearing you know, these feedback, you're literally hearing the voice of your customer, your perfect customer, because they bought from you. You're hearing it in testimonials and you can just plant it right in your marketing. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we've done it countless of times for all of our clients because it's just a really easy way to just like, oh, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. And then we just list it down in our monthly campaign calendar and write them out and send them. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Great. Check. Let's do that one. The next one is obviously everything with AI has been very overblown and for good reason, because it is, especially with what OpenAI set up with ChatGPT, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. But using AI to help you write, I'm not going to get into too deep because I'm sure everyone's already tested out or tried it. But if you haven't, just have your set up a prompt to just say, like, write me a subject line for an email for a supplement brand catering to the female audience. And then it'll write you a really good subject line. The next thing is utilizing Clavio blocks or just overall email templates. So yeah. you have all of your dynamic sections in one big long email template. So that way, when you have to build another block, you don't have to rebuild it from scratch. You can just place it in from that big template. So that has saved us a ton of time when it comes down to email fulfillment and making sure that the emails are set up and ready to go for the client to review. Because, you know, if you're spending so much time doing the same exact thing, you just set up once and then just drag and drop in. So highly recommend setting that up. Yeah, you could do that. It's easy. Yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> the next one is you want to have a email that is number one is deliverable, but is also very light as far as memory use. So I guess a rule of thumb is make sure that your email is less than 100 kilobytes. It's going to be hard to tell on how big your email size is. Most email providers don't tell you. But one thing you can do just to reduce that email size is to compress every single image that you use in your email. If you don't do it, it hurts your deliverability. It hurts the readability of the email and eventually is a snowball effect for your domain. Because if people aren't having their images load, they're not going to be reading the email. They're not reading the email. Google, Apple, Yahoo are going to notice and then they're not going to deliver that email as efficiently as they would have uh, to other people that are on your email list that got the same email, essentially. If someone listening doesn't know how to compress uh, their images, is there like kind of a, f a free, simple way to do it? Or is it, how would somebody go about that? You have to first hire a developer. No, I'm just kidding. You, you just go to like, <laughs> nice. you have to go to like tiny PNG or just look up image compressor online okay. and you'll you just do it online. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. You'd be okay. surprised at how much like we've compressed a client that was onboarded. We redid their entire emails, compressed everything, and their open rate and click through rate almost doubled purely because it was wow. just getting delivered way better. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A few other things. I don't know how much we are on time here, but no, uh, let's go. Let's do it. Keep it going. Okay. Yeah. Another thing that we noticed that has worked well with us or well has worked well with our clients has been integrating SMS into all of our flows. So integrating SMS more so on the follow-ups rather than initial. So the initial contact is through email, but if we have an offer, let's say halfway through our welcome flow, we send out the offer through email, no response, no purchases. We send a follow-up via SMS purely because, you know, they may have checked the email, but the SMS is just another reminder on a different medium or a different platform, your message right. inbox for them to follow up on that offer. And if they don't follow up from there, then obviously we go back to email or yeah. I'd recommend using it where it's more contextual. So maybe abandoned cart flow or any offers that you're running 
for a long period of time, like let's say you're having a 4th of July sale all week, I would interlace like follow-ups with SMS here and there. I wouldn't do it too much because if you overdo it on SMS, you're going to start to lose the trust of your, your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So keep it simple, but don't overdo it. Well, Nikita, I think that if I ask you to tell me any more, then nobody will have any reason to be your client because you're just going to give away all your secrets. So I think that's your, it's just too bad. No, I'm just kidding. But I just curious kind of one for time and two, I know you didn't ask me to do this, but in case people are, you know, like what they've heard and they may want to work with you, where can they find you? Are you guys accepting new clients or how can people reach you and aspect? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we are taking on new clients. Uh, we only take on two clients a month because we only want to service them correctly and have the right attention for them. Sure. Uh, we do have a free audit right now on our website. So if you want your email, email marketing or your SMS marketing, or even your opt-in rate analyzed, we can go ahead and do that. Just Click the chat now button on our website, aspectagency.com. That's A-S-P-E-K-T agency.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. That's where I have most of my insights or any new groundbreaking information I share with the Twitter audience. Nice. If you guys are interested in checking out Aspect, then I've added the link to the show notes and the description if you're watching this on YouTube. I've also added Nikita's Twitter handle so you can follow him there. But Nikita, this was Seriously, so valuable. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I try to jam pack as much value you as did. possible to one podcast. <laughs> you absolutely did. No, and thank you everyone for listening to e-commerce marketing school. Now, if you are listening to us right now, you can watch us chat on YouTube if you want on the Privy YouTube channel, or if you want to see us in your social feed, you can find clips from this episode and all of our future episodes on Instagram at ecom marketing school. And of course, if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Tony from the pod. So Nikita, thanks for coming on and everyone listening. Thanks for being here and I will see you next time. Bye.